You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I am thrilled you're here on Vision Sunday. What a great Sunday this is for us. And as we do, I want to for sure welcome all those joining us today on our several different social media outlets for our Vision Sunday. And as we always do, I want to say how very grateful we are that you choose uh, our media outlets for you to tune into, for you to grow, to feed yourself. Our numbers just came in. And in November, we had 22,700 people tune into our church services. 22,700 people watched us online. And how thrilled we are, and we continue to spend a lot of money and a lot of man hours trying to make that better and upgrade that where where it's a blessing to you. But I I never want to fail to to encourage you to find a non-compromising word church for you to be in. And I want all of us to know, I want those joining us online to know, Don't say, I went to church online because you can't go to church online. Going to church is greeting people, shaking hands, encouraging somebody, praying for somebody, being a part of somebody's life. It's volunteering for the nursery. It's helping drive a van. It's being a greeter. See, going to church, the Bible used the example of the ear, the eye, the hand, and the foot. And I'm sure glad my hand today didn't decide to join my body online. I need it to come on and be a part of this thing. Uh, Get committed to a church in 2022. Uh, Keep tuning to us uh, weekly. Keep feeding yourself here. But you get committed to a a word church and you grow and you be a part of the body of Christ. Well, here we are at 2022. You know, when I pull out of my driveway, I can turn to the right or the left. What determines that decision? What, I mean, right, right from the jump go, What determines that decision? What determines that decision is my destination. That determines whether I go east, west, north, south. Think about it. Do I go straight here? Do I go left here? All of those countless decisions you are faced with are all based on where you're going. Where do you want to end up? Every decision, 100%, is based on our destination, where we're going. It makes no sense to me to get in a car and just take off driving with no destination in mind at all. You you don't know what to do. Nor does it make sense to me for to stand up here on the first Sunday in January and kick off a new year with no direction. Just preach a sermon, just preach a sermon, just preach a sermon. I was like, where are you gonna go? Where are you going with this? Well, it's Sunday morning. Y'all came to hear a sermon, so let me preach one and let's go get us some lunch as quick as we possibly can. That's not what we're doing here. Where do we want to be as individuals? Where do we want to be as homes and families? Where do we want to be as a church at the end of this year? Where do we want to be? What is our destination? For us, Vision Sunday sets the course for us and we want to establish that course. Where do we want to go? So here we are at the first of this year. Where do we want to be? It's vitally important for us to have a theme, to have a priority, to have a direction. So we start around here 
uh, we start praying about God's direction for next year as early as September. Okay, here it is. I mean, where are we going to go next year? What are we going to do? We start praying about this. God starts showing us. God, reveal your work. Where do we go? What do we do? What's our focus? What's our vision? Well, most often, God speaks to us through his word. That's the way God speaks to you, is through his word. So to hear from God, we spend time in his word. Well, reading across Acts chapter 1, verse 3, I read a verse that I've read a gazillion times. For those that are unfamiliar with that number, that's a lot. I believe that God speaks to us through his word. So as you're reading his word, what happens? The Holy Spirit will illuminate off of that page a word you've read a gazillion times. I mean, it's not that I've never seen it before. I've seen it time and time, countless times I've read that. Countless times I've read But see, when God wants to speak a direction to you, the ministry of the Holy Spirit illuminates that. And I don't, I mean, it's, I, I don't know any other way to say it. It jumps off the page to you. Well, it didn't jump off the page to me, but it's exactly what it did. It jumped off the page. I mean, I read that one, whoa, whoa, and it, it explodes. That's why the Bible says God's word is alive. It's living. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. See, it's alive inside us. Here we go. Acts chapter one, verse three. I'm just reading along. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, proved in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Speakers pause for emphasis. <laughs> oh, whoa, stop! Hold on, what? Oh, what, what? I mean, I'm just sitting there in my chair. What did I, what? Okay, he was resurrected from the dead. He, for 40 days, he was walking here. And he did, what did he talk about? I mean, what, would you consider what he talked about important? Would you consider that maybe a priority that we might want to think about? I mean, to Jesus, what was the most important pressing issue in his mind for those 40 days? I mean, what was his focus for those 40 days? Acts 1, 3, and he talked, okay, now he's walking around proving he's alive. You know, he's eating fish with them and visiting with them and in and out of their houses. He's proven that he's alive, but what did he talk about? Verse three, he talked with them about the kingdom of God. When I read that, I just sat back in my chair. I started staring at the ceiling. He talked to them about the kingdom of God. My, my mind starts racing right here. I mean, I mean I, I'm just like a frog in a hailstorm. There's got to be something to this now, I'm thinking, okay, hold on. Why didn't he talk to us about how to make money? I mean, I'm, that's all, I'm trying to do that as hard as I can every day. I'm trying to make some money. Why didn't he talk to us about that? I mean, why didn't he talk to us about how to stay married for crying out loud? Dear Lord, why didn't he spend 40 days talking about how to raise teenagers? That would have been a good topic for him to spend 40 days on right there. I mean, why didn't he talk about how to manage a 401k? I mean, one topic that would, he really should have considered is how to cancel your insurance and sign up for Medicare. That's just, whoa, he should have dealt with that. Well, 
What did he talk about? What did he think was important? I got to ask myself, it went all over me. How can this not be a theme for us? If this was so important to Jesus that he spent his last 40 days after being resurrected talking about the kingdom of God, I'm just sitting there thinking, how can this not be a priority for us in 2022? And then I start thinking, I need to stand up and apologize. Just apologize to the whole church. This should have been our priority a long time ago. How did it, how has this not been our priority? Sorry for that. Our theme 2022 is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, and we're gonna figure this out. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and your teenagers and your 401k and your marriage and your job and your retirement and your car. See, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these other things will be added unto you. Why would we want to prioritize all of these other things and, st and push the kingdom of God over to some religious term? Yeah, yeah, kingdom of God, kingdom of God. Dear Lord, pray the kingdom of God. Okay, we better think about this a little bit. If we're going to seek this first, probably Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God, that probably ought to be something that we seek first. I'm just saying. Since it's what Jesus was seeking first, and since that's what he talked about. Okay, well, I'm sitting here in my chair. Okay, 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 oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, what is the kingdom of God? I've said it. That will be done. Let me bring your kingdom on earth. I mean, I, I, what is the kingdom of God? Man, I start reading. I start studying. I start looking up books. I, I mean, I, I get, I told Sean, I order me every book that you can find that has anything to do with kingdom of God in the title. <laughs> Man, I've been reading. I've been reading. I've been so, Here's a definition that I've found and kind of come up with. The kingdom of God is the supernatural government of heaven. The supernatural government of heaven that, that carries the power and authority to override the curse that the earth and mankind entered into under sin. Jesus brought to earth the kingdom of God that answers every problem that humanity faces. Every problem that humanity faces is answered under God's government. Whatever problem that happens to be, racial problems that we're facing today, uh, financial problems, leadership problems, what, what authority does the government have? What authority does the government not have? What is an overreach of government? See, when you study the kingdom of God, when you study the word, it lines out all of life for us. When the kingdom of God comes on earth, as it is in heaven, the kingdom of darkness that Satan set up has got to back up. It's just real simple. When you go into a room and it's pitch black dark, and you flip on the light, darkness has got to go. It said darkness flees. Darkness is gone when the light comes on, and that's what happens 
in life when the kingdom of God comes in. When we read that all that Jesus said, the red letters in the New Testament, his teaching is focused at every turn on the kingdom of God. The vast majority of his parables all start out with the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like. The very beginning of Jesus' ministry, Mark chapter 1, verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Luke 17, verse 20. Jesus answered the Pharisees and said, The kingdom of God comes not with observation, lo, it's here or lo, it's there. The kingdom of God is within you. We're going to see this year that not only did Jesus talk all about the kingdom of God, but in Acts 19.8, the apostle Paul went to the synagogue and he spoke boldly for three months on the kingdom of God. For three months on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not only addressed in the New Testament under the new covenant, it's also addressed in the Old Testament. Psalms 103 verse 19. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heaven and his kingdom rules over all. There's nothing more powerful than the kingdom of God. And as we study the kingdom of God this year, we're going to see that the Bible is the constitution of the kingdom of God. See, the United States has a constitution and it tells us how this form of government operates. See, we got a form of government here. Well, how does it operate here? How does it operate there? What are the boundaries? What does it do? Okay, well, the constitution shows us how our form of government operates. The Bible shows us how God's kingdom, how that form of government operates. John 18, 36, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Matthew chapter three, verse one. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, John was calling for a change in kingdoms as he prepared the way for Jesus to come. Come out of the kingdom of darkness and enter into the kingdom of God. How did I get my citizenship in the United States? I was born here. I was, I was, it's what's called a natural citizen. I was born into the kingdom of America. See, I was born here. How do I get my citizenship in the kingdom of God? You're born into it. See, you are born in, when you are spiritually Reborn When you are born again. See, you were born as a U.S. citizen in America. Now you're born again, not a natural birth, but a spiritual birth. You are born into God's kingdom. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. When we are born again, we become citizens of the kingdom of God. Whoa. I, I can't hardly talk fast enough. I got to slow down. We got a year ahead of us. I only, I only got 52 weeks for us to teach on this. I got a lot to talk about. What a year, a life-changing year is ahead for us as we will learn how to live in God's kingdom. Kingdom, that word means government. Jesus came to bring his kingdom. Jesus came to bring God's government on earth 
like it operates in heaven. And this year we're going to learn to submit to the rules and the reign of King Jesus as he rules over us in his kingdom. We're gonna find out our emotions are under his rule. Your moods are under his rule. See, you're, the, the, the things that you deal with, you're not ruled by them, you are ruled by the Lord. See, I'm not ruled by my depression, I am ruled by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. See, it's gonna be a change of rulership for us. How do I get happy? You know, it's the pursuit of everybody. Every person in the world, all they want is to be happy. I, I just wanna be, I just wanna be happy. That's all I want. Well, here's where we miss it. Okay, let me, let's re, let me put some things together here for us in our minds. God created man in a perfect environment. Perfect environment, perfect health. There was no tornadoes, there was no hurricanes, there was no cancer, there was heart attacks. It was, God created us in a perfect environment. But he gave us a choice. And he warned us, if you choose sin, you're gonna die. Y'all know Genesis two and three. We chose sin and a death took place. Except Adam and Eve didn't just kill over. Okay, what happened? We were created in the image of God. Okay, God is a spiritual being. So we were created a spiritual being that was housed in a body. If you'll remember, we read there in the first of Genesis, Adam and Eve didn't even know that they were naked. How do you not know that? Because they were spiritual beings. They, weren't, they were spiritual beings housed in a physical body. They weren't physical beings. They saw things after the realm of the spirit and they walked and talked with God in the day and the physical had no bearing in their life. This was just where their spirit dwelled. Well, whenever we allowed sin to come in, a spiritual death took place. And so a triune being was left with a brain, a mind, and a physical body, but a dead spirit. See, there, there's where we were. Okay, back to my question. How do I get happy? That's just the pursuit of everybody. How do I, let me ask you, what is happiness? Is it physical or is it spiritual? Think about it. It's not physical. Happiness is a spiritual place because you, we, we all seen, I mean, rich people, got money, got cars, got stuff, very unhappy. We've seen poor people don't have any of that stuff, just happy as they can be. Okay, happiness is not a car. See, it, it's, a, it's a place inside where you, it's, it's within you. It's happy. Where is peace? Where is joy? See, you, you don't build peace by adding on to your house. You don't build peace by getting a newer model car. See, it's, a, it's not in the carport, peace is inside you. Joy is not in your carport, it's inside you. It's a spiritual condition. Well, why for one second would we try to achieve in the physical what is only spiritual? Why would we want to buy a new set of golf clubs trying to be happy? 
See, it, I'm not against a new set of golf clubs, but that's not going to make you happy because happiness is not in a bag in a corner. Happiness is what's in here. So we spend a whole life, and, and the world does this, they spend a whole lifetime trying to create happiness in the realm or the area of the physical. This marriage, that marriage, this marriage, that marriage, I, she just doesn't make me happy. Well, she didn't make me happy. Well, I'm not happy in this marriage. You're trying to, a marriage won't never make you happy. Well, I'm not happy in this job. I just don't, I'm not happy working here. I'm not happy. In, see, a job doesn't make you happy. I'm, I'm just not happy with this car. I mean, I'm not happy with this house. I'm just not happy with this house. Buy 27 more houses. That it, it, you're not going to find it there. I'm not happy with this church. I'm not happy with this town. I'm, see, I'm not happy. So what do I do? I just get me another physical set of circumstances trying to create what can only be created in a spiritual condition. Fact is, a man came to ask Jesus about it. John chapter three. And, and he said, Nick, look here. You can't even see what we're talking about until you're born again. You know, what did that mean? What you're asking is a place in the spirit. And so if you're spiritually dead, it's impossible for you to see that. So when you're born again, then you can see you have an alive spirit. And just, many of you, you all remember that. You were dead. You were dead. You were just flesh. And all you were doing is trying to please your flesh. And it wasn't pleasing. And you just you had a mess of things. And what happened? You got born again. And you became spiritually alive. And so you became aware. Wait, I, I'm looking for something in the spirit here. There's more to life than what I've been doing every Friday and Saturday night. There's more to life than this. What I'm looking for is a place in the spirit. And so when you got born again, you saw for the first time what I'm looking for is a spiritual place. But you couldn't see that when you're, when you're dead. The spirit of God, the kingdom of God is a spiritual place that we live in. Now, you, your first birth is a natural birth. It gets you here. Your second birth is a spiritual birth that makes you alive to the things of God. Come on, you remember when you were dead to the things of God? I mean, just dead to the things of God. You, you, I mean, you may have gone to church and you sat there and then you left, but you were spiritually dead. It did not make, it didn't compute with you. But when you turn your life over to the Lord, you begin to see things, what we call in the realm of the spirit. The tragic mistake the church has made is getting people born again and leaving them there. We preach a salvation message. They come down front, they repeat the deal. Okay, God bless you, have a good week. We come back next Sunday, preach a salvation message. They get saved, God bless you, have a good week. They come back the next Sunday, we preach a salvation message. All you're doing is getting a bunch of people that can see, but they don't know how to live. So we, the church has got to move us from being born again to a life lived in the kingdom of God. And that's what this year is all about for us. It's taking those that are born again. See, taking those of us that are alive to the spiritual dimension of reality and we're going to this year learn how not to visit the kingdom of God 
how not to just look at the kingdom of God. We're going to learn how to live there. How to live there. Day in, day out, day in, day out, I live in the kingdom of God. And that's what's got to happen for us. That's God's plan. Where is happy? Where is joy? Where is peace? Where is a blessed life that is enjoyable? In the kingdom of God. That's where it is. It's in the kingdom of God where Jesus is Lord and not your moods. See, where Jesus is Lord and not your anger or your depression or your misery or your loneliness. See, there is no joy and peace under that lordship. That's why we repent and we change kingdoms. We move to live our, and see what's happened is we come to church, you know, that was good. We come to church, yeah, boy, that was good. But we never change kingdoms. We don't change and move our life where we live in the kingdom of the world. And, and, and Jesus said, we're in this world. You're gonna get up and go to work. You're gonna pay your bills. You're gonna raise kids. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna do what we do, but not of it. You're in it, but you're not of it. The problem is you've been living your life of it. And we got to stop living our life of this world and live our life in another dimension of reality. Learning to live under King Jesus in the kingdom of God, it changes everything. It changes everything for you and you enter into a happiness and a joy that you can't explain. Your home is no longer something you're looking for to make you happy. See, your marriage is not looked to to make you happy. Your job, I got happy when I got out of my car and walked into work. See, I was happy when I went to work. I'm not unhappy hoping my job will make me happy. Then leave, go, this job is not making me happy anymore. Uh, this church, I was happy before I got here. So whenever you walk in here happy, then you love this church. When you walk in your job happy, you love this job. When you walk in your marriage happy, then you love being married. Are you getting this? Matthew 13, 33. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. A woman used in making bread, even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. That's what this year is all about. Christian Ministries Church members are going to experience the kingdom of God coming within them and permeating every part of their life. Not just one Sunday a week when it's raining too hard to play golf. We're going to, it's going to permeate, just like our, just like this woman's yeast in this dough, our lives will be permeated with the kingdom of God. Now here's what I'm telling you, you got to watch out. Because when you start living in the kingdom of God, you're going to experience a level of peace that you didn't know was possible. You're going to enter into a, just a level of joy. You're just happy. I'm just happy and excited. You're going to enter into a level of joy that you didn't know was possible. 
See, well, when I get, well, when we finish this, well, when I build into that, well, when I get that, when I graduate, when I get a job, when I get a raise, see, well, it's, it's been when I, when I is going to happen this year. We're going to walk into a level of fulfillment that you didn't know was possible. It's about to take on a dimension for your life that you could only imagine before. This year, we're entering into a life lived in the kingdom of God. It's, it's what's called kingdom living. It's, that's what it's called, kingdom living. And, and you just, you live happy. You live content. You live satisfied. You live blessed. See, you live in peace. We're living in the kingdom. And then all of life, your job, your marriage, your, all of that takes on a whole new dimension. It changes because you're no longer even looking for it to make you happy or feel good. or what. It, you, you just do. Uh, it's, it, life's going to be all different for us. This year, and I keep saying this, it's life changing because we're going to be changing the kingdoms that we live in. If Wednesday night Bible study here at church is not a part of your habit, this year you, you don't want to miss our Wednesday nights. On January 26, I'm going to be introducing our study that Paul and Josh and I are going to be conducting throughout this year. First of all, we're going to begin with the parables of Jesus. They all start with the kingdom of God is like. And so we're going to study the parables of Jesus from a different perspective than we've ever studied them before. Because this is showing us how life in the kingdom is like. We're going to talk about that for several, several months. Then we're going to move into a study of Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Because Jesus' Sermon on the Mount really is the constitution of the kingdom. Uh, and we're going to look at that verse by verse, word by word, and what does this mean as we're living under a new constitution. This year is going to change everything for those of us who change kings with us. We're going to change kings and we're going to change kingdoms. Here's what I'm telling you. If you're not a connected consistent member of this church, you're going to want to be. For Christian Ministries church members, 2022 is going to be like no other year as we seek first the kingdom of God. 2022, here we come. Y'all stand. Oh Lord, it's with great excitement and anticipation in our heart. We look forward to all you have in store for us this coming year. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Here we go. You've been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.